Welcome to Rule 11, a weekly football officiating conversation. Rule 11 is a podcast show discussing all areas around college football officiating, on the field and off. Our passion is to help others pursue their goals in college officiating. The only way to improve is to work to improve, and this is one avenue to hone our craft. So we hope you enjoy the conversation just as much as we do on the road toward the perfect game. So thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Well, hey, we're back together again. Yeah. Another discussion, right? Rule 11, talking about some football rules. Exactly. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a minute, yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks or so. So um, it's been a busy month for, uh, well, especially for you at this current time, uh, date and time. But, um, but this whole month will be a little busy. So that's why I've been a little slow. Uh, but yeah. uh, we're we're back at it again. We're we're doing a little little on location uh, recording, so this will be a first for us, at least uh, between you and I. Yeah. Not a hundred percent, but yeah, you're alluding to I'm actually in Vegas as I'm recording this, yep. and uh, just on kind of a spring break, little mini vacation there. So yeah. um, <clears throat> just getting away for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, so let's say we always want to say thank you to everybody that listens and, and supports us and, and gives us feedback and gives us the attaboys. We always love that. So we appreciate all those comments. So thanks again. Um, and I know that Dwayne feels the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm going to read an email that we, that we received a week ago or so, a little more than a week ago. Uh, this is from, uh, this is from a, a fellow named Jim. It says, hey, guys, congrats on the adventure and great content to keep the juices flowing in the offseason. Keep up the good work. It's an ACC line judge signed off by Jim. So, we always, hey, thank you very much for that. Um, that's always great. Um, kind of strive this little thing around um, helping helping guys like us and, and, other, and other guys that are trying to move up and just learn. And, but it's also always pretty neat to, to get some um, feedback from the, the people that we're trying to uh, uh, either become or, or look up to. So that was cool. So I, we appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Definitely. Uh, definitely keeps us going. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's do a little business, huh? How, uh, how yeah. do, uh, how do people look for us or find us and all that good stuff? Yeah. Uh, subscribe foremost is on our website. Uh, just add your email, just, Go to the front page of the website and just add your email and hit subscribe. Mm. And you'll get added to our mailing list and get all the good uh, content that we will put out going forward. So uh, our email address, if you want to leave comments or just talk about football in general, uh, is rule11officials at gmail.com. I don't think I said the website. The website's rule11officials.com. So yeah, yep. but you probably know already if <laughs> if you're listening to the show. So yep. uh, <clears throat> the Twitter handle is at rule11officials, and all of those are the numeral 11 uh, 
instead of the word. So rule one one officials. And then uh, if you want to just keep listening to the show, the best way to do that is to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and you'll get it downloaded automatically <clears throat> if you have that set up properly. So uh, so please do that. And you can also rate the show on those uh, platforms. Yeah. A, a star or five whatever you see fit so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah of course so yeah like Wayne said if you want to listen to it on the website um, to check out some stuff great um, or also like you said uh, get that automatic uh, notification and download on one of those uh, one of those podcast publications and they'll come right to you so that's great yep yep so how was your yep. how was your week my week was uh was great yeah um just because I know it's a week, then I'm going to have a week off. So you know, you know that it's, it's like pre-vacation. Though we're we're leaving for vacation tomorrow uh, Sunday morning. Um, so I was looking forward to that, but uh, just a normal work of week, uh, work of week, week of work. <laughs> <laughs> normal, yeah, week of work. Um, yep. Nothing really new. Yep. But uh, yeah, same okay. stuff. Same stuff. How about you? So, down in the sunshine. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, at the Arkansas camp yeah. past week, past weekend. So I uh, met a lot of folks who uh, gave us some good feedback about Rule 11, nice. some positive thoughts and uh, how it was helping them and stuff. Some folks from Texas, New Orleans, um, and other places, even on the East Coast. So mm. that was good to, to do that in the camp. Of course, it was great itself. So, but it's always good to get that feedback from folks yep, that yep. them. So that's great. Yep. Yep. I'm still waiting for the day to get that one negative comment, but you know, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> it's all growth. It's all yeah. growth. Yeah. So no, yeah, that's great. I'm glad. Uh, that's, that's pretty neat. I'm, I know that you're, I'm, I mean, I, Dwayne and I talk. So when he, when he says these things, you know, I've, 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 we, we've talked about it already. So, but I know he mentioned, you know, you're down there chatting with some people that we've seen or we've got to know in the past, some other officials that we've worked with and, and in other in other areas or arenas. And, you know, when you it's it probably feels pretty neat when you're when you're down here and you're talking with football officials and, you know, and just to your left, there's a, a group of people that are that are talking and, and just ho- happen to overhear them talking and say that that word rule 11. So that that's pretty neat to hear those things. And yeah. Um, pretty cool so we appreciate all that support and and we're doing it because we love it and we're doing it to hopefully help somebody and and um get a little better along the way so that's great gotcha yep uh quote you got a quote i do have a quote simple one don't know the origin of this because i've seen it in a number of places but it says pain is nothing compared to what it feels like to quit Mm. yep that's good that's good. So. Pain. Yeah. <laughs> pain. Like I, I always say this because I, I hear it from a lot of people. Pain's not optional. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I have a choice. <laughs> I have a yeah. choice with that. So, um, and if we quit, man, I could stick around for a while. So, and it's going to be, te- the pain's temporary. So live and learn. Okay. So we're going to talk about scrimmage kicks today, right? Scrimmage kicks, yes, that's the topic of the day. So we're going to bounce through some rules um, within Rule Six Three, um, and you know some other sidebars along with that 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 kind of bend into other rules. But um, 
the basis is six three today. Yeah, um, yeah, we may not get through all of it. I mean, all things associated with scrimmage kicks, but yep. we should be uh, hitting a lot of the high points. So, yep, 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 yep. You want to so, get started, or yeah, I want to uh, want to start with some definitions. If okay, and uh, let's. I want to read these from the book just so you know. Then I can comment on them, and it'll make a little bit more sense, I think. So the first one is Rule 216, um, and that's 216-1A. And it says kicking – it defines kicking. Kicking the ball is intentionally striking the ball with the knee, lower leg, or foot. So number of key words there, um, intentionally striking – So it has to be intentional, not accidental. And uh, with the knee, lower leg, or foot. So uh, basically from the knee down to the foot, if the ball is intentionally struck, is that a word? (laughs) In in that manner, and uh, then that's going to be a kick. So Yeah, uh, that intentional word is huge. You you really got to remember that one. Yep, especially on uh, my test day. Uh, you'll get questions where they accidentally kicked it. So the next one is uh, letter C in that same section or same article. Um, Any free kick or scrimmage kick continues to be a kick until it is caught or recovered by a player or becomes dead. So it's similar to the high school rule. If you're familiar with that one, uh, basically a kick is a kick is a kick, right? Until it's no longer a kick, and we know it's no longer a kick until when it's uh, caught or recovered by a player or becomes dead. Mm. So yep. it, we could talk about the many ways it can become dead. You can look at Rule 4 for that, but yep. uh, we won't go into that right now. But, no. Okay, next one. Uh, same area? Same area, letter D. Though. Okay. Okay. When in question, a ball is accidentally touched rather than kicked. Okay, there's your philosophy. There's your philosophy there. So just wanted to mention that one. Yep. All right. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny real quick. You were reading reading through those rules, and every word that you talked about is highlighted in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Funny. It's good. And I'm not – obviously, I'm in Vegas. This wasn't – no, this wasn't planned. This is just yeah. how it is. The important yeah. parts. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So that's good. So I'm going to drop down to the actual scrimmage kick section of that, uh, excuse me, article of that section. And that's okay. uh, Article 7, 216, yep. Uh, 7. Yep. And so A says a scrimmage kick is a punt, drop kick, or field goal place kick. It is a legal kick if it is made by team A in or behind the neutral zone during a scrimmage kick down before team possession changes. So a lot of important uh, kind of words in there. Um, then one, the, cup, the couple I'm going to point out are, you know, it has to be made in or behind the neutral zone, similar kind of to a pass. Yep. Um, you have to be complete. If you're completely beyond the neutral zone when you make the kick, then it's going to be a problem. And uh, I'll, I'll probably read that rule or that uh, article in a second. But the other part is um, during a scrimmage down before 
team possession changes. So if the if it's be if you're kicking the ball behind the the uh, neutral zone, you can kick them multiple times yep. um, as long as team possession doesn't change. So yep. that's kind of a test question thing, but just know that that's mm-hmm. kind of slightly different than a uh, a pass. I'm kind yep. of con- contrasting these with a pass because um, some of these sound similar, but they're you know, kind of different. So small differences. Yes. Yeah. So with a pass, obviously you can only throw one of those forward passes. Right. So yeah. a little bit different. <clears throat> All right. Next one is uh, B a scrimmage kick has crossed the neutral zone. When it touches the ground, a player, an official or anything beyond the neutral zone. And this one is, this one's, it's pretty important to understand because um, it's um, again. I'm going to contrast this or juxtapose it <laughs> with. Uh, That's a good with, one. That is a good word, right? Uh, juxtapose yeah. it with the pass rule, and the pass oh, rule yeah. says has an extra word in there. It has uh, first touched, so a pass is beyond the neutral zone when it first touch touches a player, an official, or something, or anything beyond the neutral zone. Uh, the scrimmage kick uh, phrasing omits that word first. So basically it's saying any at any point when it's uh, touched a player, an official or anything beyond a neutral zone, then it will it's considered to have gone beyond the neutral zone. Right. And so just to illustrate that a little bit, if it was a pass play and I throw the ball, we talked about this on one of the other episodes. If I if the quarterback's throwing the ball or the passer is throwing the ball, he's behind the neutral zone, and somebody touches it, so running back, um, he throws it to the running back, it tips off his hands, and if the running back is behind the neutral zone, but the ball itself goes beyond the neutral zone, then in, in the pass situation, that's considered uh, the pass has not gone beyond the neutral zone because it was first mm. touched behind it. Scrimmage right. kick's different, right? So so let's say we have a punt, it gets blocked, it's behind the neutral zone, it's bouncing around, somehow somebody muffs it and it goes beyond the neutral zone. Um in that case the kick is considered to have gone beyond the neutral zone. Hopefully that clear that kind of gives some illustration to that point there. So Right. And the the other one when you're just talking about that, um when you, you okay, your example was a kick was blocked behind the neutral zone and then is muffed by players, yes. um, whether it's A or B, and it goes beyond the neutral zone. Um, it still hasn't been touched by a receiving team player behind the neutral zone, right? So it's just a kick that's beyond the neutral zone. You know, some people you might get fooled because um, as long as it's touched behind the neutral zone. Yeah. It's just still a kick that's untouched beyond. So yeah. um, I just want to throw that in there real quick. Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that um, a little later. Please bring it back up when I talk about kicks that cross the neutral zone uh, because that's a good I will try. That I don't want to have. Because the, <laughs> the last time you asked me to do that, I forgot after I listened to it. So I'll try. Okay. Um, On a different subject. Okay, continue. Okay, so – Next one is 
see. And it says, uh, we talked about this just a minute ago, a scrimmage kick made uh-huh. when the kicker's entire body is beyond neutral zone is an illegal kick, not illegal kicking, and a yep. live ball foul that causes the ball to become dead. So it's gonna be mm-hmm. the ball's gonna be dead immediately. And so and what's the uh what's the penalty for that, by the way? Just putting you on the spot, I guess. That is a previous spot foul, which yeah. is this is like the the biggest uh the <laughs> the most I mean, this is the worst foul that that, that for the kicking team, uh, I think, right? Because they run in because, like you said, you're you're putting some caveats between passes and kicking. Yep. So this is this foul, like you said, causes the ball to become dead when his when his entire body is beyond the neutral zone. That is not the case in a pass, right? It's, the ball stays alive, yep. but the foul still occurs. But yeah, this one is from the previous spot, five yards. Yep, uh, and down. So it's pretty. It's pretty detriment so just yeah. don't kick the ball when you're beyond it because you're you, at least you get tackled and you can get the five yards but you know yeah or whatever it might be whatever it might be wherever that kicker runs to yep. you know you know yeah so that and that's a good point that's how i remember the the penalty for this foul by the way it's it's that it's yep. it's, it's harsh <laughs> and so it's, it is harsh yeah. yeah it's not it's not from the spotter foul you actually move it back to the previous spot plus you add five yards to that, and then you also give him a loss of down. So that's how I remember it. It's for, yeah, it's so, <laughs> it is. Uh, so uh, the next one. So those are kind of those definitions. I'm going to move on to like the scrimmage kick formation. So we've heard that a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Over the in the over the past couple of years, if you've uh, been around listening to rule changes. Um, so I'm just going to read this. A scrimmage kick formation is a formation with no player in position to receive a hand-to-hand snap from okay. between the snapper's legs, mm. okay? And with either at least one player 10 or more yards behind the neutral zone, which is like your normal punt formation, okay. um, or a potential holder and a potential kicker seven or more yards behind the neutral zone in position for a place kick. Got okay. it. Self-explanatory. Um, <clears throat> and then for either one or two to qualify as a scrimmage kick, so we have a caveat, caveat with all of those, uh, it must be obvious that a kick will be attempted. So let's talk about this a little bit. <clears throat> um, the kick, the... the I love it. Uh, yep, go ahead. I, I love it when you say that, by the way. What's that? Let's let's talk about let's let's talk about a little bit more about this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so I'll stop uh, interrupting. <laughs> uh so that part obvious that a kick will be attempted. Yes. There's you know, they've already come out with ARs and mm-hmm. uh, bulletins to talk about some certain formations that don't um, qualify as the kick will be attempted, and so or okay. or periods in the game. So if it's gonna if they're gonna be in this formation in um, first or second down, for instance, okay, it's yep. not likely that a kick will be attempted, and that would not be considered a scrimmage kick formation. Yep. Um, another one would be uh, if the shield you normally have three players uh, behind the line of scrimmage. 
that mm-hmm. are the shield on normal formations. If that shield is off to the right, like where out out beyond the uh, the tackle box, outside the tackle, then they're not they're considering that to not be a a, a scrimmage creek formation. And so, okay. um, just because in that formation, it does it's not obvious. That's the word. Mm-hmm. That's the key word. It's not obvious that a kick will be attempted. So, right. uh, and that's really yep. pretty subjective. But um, they're coming up with some examples. But you, in my opinion, it's some of it subjective. I mean, you you really got to see it, and you got. Yeah. I mean, some of it's probably pretty obvious. But um, I mean, you are making the determination. You are that if you, the official. Um, hey, this isn't obvious. So. Uh, I'm not going to deem this scrimmage kick formation. So, I mean, you can take this all the way back to pregame discussions with the, with the head coach uh, when he when he gives you gives you his his uh, scrimmage kick formations, his numbering exceptions if there is any, and then uh, if it, if this comes up, hey, you can you can make that judgment early, so uh, that you know there's there's no surprises um, you know, during game time. But uh, that's another way to kind of alleviate that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pregame that stuff. Um... And yeah, some of your your review of video should help mm-hmm. that stuff up. Yep. So. True. Yep. Um, so, so why do we even care about scrimmage kick formation? Why, why does it matter if a team's in scrimmage kick formations or not? Because um, you can, if I'm not, if I'm in a normal shot, shotgun formation, I can still punt the ball, right? Um, there's nothing preventing me from that. Nope. And a couple of I can think of. And uh, if you have any more, you can add Tyler. But okay. one, the big one is uh, numbering exceptions, right? Yeah. So the, yep. the rule around run, the rule around numbering exceptions, um, which is seven one four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's in that rule. Um, yeah, offensive team requirements. Yeah. So uh, numbering exceptions. The rule around that says that. Uh, the team, if the team is at a in a scrimmage formation at the snap, if the team is in a scrimmage formation at the snap, then number exceptions are allowed. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing that. So, um, so scrimmage knowing uh, whether or not they're in a scrimmage kick formation in that instance is vital. Uh, the other one is kind of an obscure rule uh, around def- defensive pass interference. And it's uh, you brought this to my attention, but uh, it's not de- defensive pass interference if the team is in a scrimmage form- scrimmage kick formation and the player throws the ball high into the air as if it was a kick. So um, I'm sure that's probably happened in the past at some point, and they added this as a rule. Uh, probably why it's in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yep. that's how these things get in there. I've never yep. seen it. Um, I'm sure someone's seen it out there. Maybe we'll get an email about it. That Hopefully. Yeah. So uh, yep. any other thoughts on that? Yeah. yeah, no, the only, the only uh, thing I'd like to read though is, is, and I don't know, and I, I don't know any, anything that other to add to it, but where it says if team, a, if team a is in a scrimmage kick formation at the snap, any action by team a during the down is deemed to be from scrimmage kick formation. So if there's any, any other obscure rules that are tied to scrimmage kick formation, um, whether they kick it or not, but they're in, 
you know what I'm saying? So yep. I just don't, I'm, I'm not uh, uh, well versed on, on, on where, how deep that could go, but that's, that's another one I wanted to at least read. I, I just thought of one more. Um, yeah. Contact right. against the snapper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So when it comes yep. in, team has to be in scrimmage kick formation for that foul to be uh, for snapper protection. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so uh, good job. Yeah. It just, I don't know. And, and what does that look like? Uh, I can read it. It says when a team is in scrimmage kick formation. Or what does the? Uh, yeah, it just says roughing the snapper. I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just got to. They got to give him a second, right? Yeah. Yep. A defensive yeah. player may not initiate contact with the snapper until one second has elapsed. Right. So yeah. after the snap. So. Yep. <clears throat> Perfect. Cool. Okay. Let's move on. So. Basically, I want to cover two things around uh, two mo- two more things before I let Tyler take over um, around scrimmage kicks that I think are important. One, and it's around whether the kick crossed the neutral zone or not, um, and and uh, the rules around when when the kick has crossed the neutral zone, what's allowed versus uh, when the kick. Um, did I get that mixed up? <laughs> um, whether or not it crossed the neutral zone, there's different rules involved. Um, and so I'm going to go over those a little bit because you're going to get yeah. tons of test questions on those sorts of things. Yeah. And realistically, 631 uh, and 632 are probably really most important rules because we got to know. Because a lot, like you just said, a lot of other rules either do not come into play if the if the ball does not cross the neutral zone, mm-hmm. or if it does, then other rules turn on and come into play. So we got to know whether it goes behind or beyond and the status. So yeah. these are important. Yeah. So, um, so if the kick does not cross the neutral zone, it's blocked. Um, <clears throat> just never makes it past the neutral zone. Then, to me. It's it well not to, for this part is not just for me but um, it's still a kick right remember kicks a kicks a kick but to me it's almost like a regular running play right because you can pretty much do everything still with it right um, mm-hmm. any all players are eligible to touch it catch it recover it and advance yep. it so yep. um, in that regard so. And remember, I'm talking about a kick that fails across the neutral zone. So if somebody, and here's a little twist that may that you may see on the test. Um, if somebody attempts to punt, punt it and they whiff on the punt, so they never make yep. contact with their leg and it just hits the ground, then that's not the knee, the lower, yep. the knee, the lower leg, or the foot. Correct. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Bring it back. Learning. Yeah. Yep. Full circle, baby. Um, yep. So, if they just drop the ball and whiff on it, is that's a fumble behind the neutral zone, and that's a whole different yes. deal. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm talking about a kick, an actual kick that uh, failed to cross the neutral zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the simple, simpler one, I think. Um, then the other one is if when the kick crosses the neutral zone, um, and so that one gets a little dicey. And remember. It doesn't matter how it got – it can be blocked behind the neutral zone and still go across the neutral zone, and it's considered to cr- have crossed the neutral zone, okay? Um, mm-hmm. One thing uh, – one thing – one point regarding that is once it's crossed the neutral zone, 
it's that it um, that the neutral zone goes away, basically. So if you look at the rule for the definition of neutral zone, it'll say something like that in there. So once the ball crosses, the neutral zone go, goes away. And so why I bring that up is if you look at the um, 842B, and yep. if you look at 842B, it'll say, let me turn to it and read it. Um, <clears throat> if the ball crosses the neutral zone, this is, uh, if you don't know what A42B is, unsuccessful field goal attempts, by the way. Mm-hmm. If the ball crosses the neutral zone and um, is untouched by team B beyond the neutral zone and is declared dead behind the neutral zone, all rules pertaining to scrimmage kicks apply. So right. let's talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically it's it's saying once since the kick crossed the neutral zone, the neutral zone no longer exists. And so mm-hmm. if it comes back behind where the neutral zone was and originally, then mm-hmm. it's the same as if it went beyond it and all new all uh all rules pertaining to scrimmage kicks apply at that point. Right. Yep. Um and and just keep in mind that when when we keep talking about when the ball crosses the neutral zone, we we should probably you know use the word sometimes you know when the when the when the ball crosses the neutral zone by rule, which means you know touches a player, an official. We got to remember it doesn't have to touch the ground because that's what we see the most, right? The ball touching the ground and then bouncing back. Yes. Um, as long as it touches something, a player, an official. So we always got to remember that too. Yep. Um, I saw there yeah, just kind of reminded me of a test question where the kick was blocked. You know, the player was um, because blocking on a scrimmage kick, you get up to three yards. Uh, three yards, yes. To three yards to block the kick and have it still be considered beyond the, the neutral zone. So, you know, the the kick was uh, the kick was blocked let's say two yards behind the, beyond the neutral zone. And yep. then it pounced up in the air and hit the same player or something in the head, um, two yards beyond the neutral zone. Well, mm-hmm. the first one is ignored. Ignored. Yep. Yep. And the second one is not, and it's considered right. to be touched behind. So just yep. knowing those, those rules when they try to yep. trick you on some of these tests uh, will help out. So, yeah. um, so since I'm in A42B, I'm just going to read this other one. If the ball yeah. does not cross the neutral zone, which uh, we talked about before, um, or if Team B touches the the ball beyond the neutral zone, all rules mm-hmm. pertaining to scrimmage kicks apply. Okay, yeah, and that's all. Those all around uh, unsuccessful field goal attempts, yeah. and. Do you have an example of that by any chance off the top of your head? Well, which one? Um, uh, a, a, How about that? Team B touching it beyond? Yeah, yeah. And scrimmage. Okay, so yeah. So uh, yeah, we got a, we have a field goal attempt. Um, is A's ball at the 28-yard line. Uh, and they're going to attempt a field goal, and it is partially blocked at the neutral zone yep. by a Team B player, which is that is ignored. Yep. Right? And then the ball rolls down, and for some reason, a B player dives on the ball at the nine-yard line. So if he did not touch the ball, then Team B would get the ball 
and put the ball in play from the previous spot under 842B, uh, where the ball will next be snapped following an unsuccessful field goal. But since Team B touched it, now, as Dwayne said, all rules pertaining to scrimmage kicks apply. And so now we just treat it like a punt. Yep. As soon as B touches beyond, we're going to treat it like a punt. So they're in possession at the nine. We're going to put the ball in play at the nine. So that's that's there's your example that I have yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, and so for the other one, the one that goes beyond and then comes back behind the neutral zone, um, yep. you kind of you were just talking about a play like that. And mm-hmm. so say field goal from the, the, the 14 yard line, it goes beyond yep. bounces at the 12 yard line and then goes yep. back behind and somehow goes out of bounds at the 18 yard line. So, yep. Okay. Um, normally, <clears throat> and it's untouched by B beyond in this yep. case. Key point. Yep. Key point. Um, normally if, um, so normally for unsuccessful field goals inside. The- well, hold on, hold on real quick. Yep. It doesn't matter. It's not a key point. Cause if team B touched it beyond, yeah. because where you're going to, where you're going to end up getting to yeah. your point, it's going to be the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So touching doesn't matter in this case, right? No. <clears throat> um, but normally, <clears throat> normally on unsuccessful field goals inside the 20, we'll go back to the 20 on the mm. beach ball of the 20. In this case, Correct. Um, normal scrimmage kick rules apply, and since the ball went out of bounds, you're going to get the ball. B's going to get the ball where it went out of bounds. So, right. um, in this case, it'd be the 18 yard line. And so, then so simply yeah. keep if you just simply keep 842B as this is is as long as the the unsuccessful field goal is untouched by Team B beyond the neutral zone, and the ball is declared dead beyond the neutral zone, 842B is in our pocket. If it's if it's anything other than that, then we got to talk about scrimmage click rules. Correct, correct. And when you say a four two B is in our pocket, you're talking about going back, either going back to the twenty or the previous yeah. spot. Okay. Correct. Yes. Good point. Sorry, I use my little terms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes we're kind of confusing, but yes, we got to de- we got to declare what we're talking about sometimes. Yeah. So thank you. Yep. Uh, okay, and then a couple more points about kicking kicks crossing the neutral zone. Um, continuity of downs. So, mm. um, with that, if you don't know what continuity of downs is, it is what it sounds like. The downs normally go one, two, three, fours in that order. Um, if the yep. kick goes beyond the neutral zone, that um, continuity is going to break. And so, generally, that means somebody's going to get a new first down. That's how I would think about it. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that that's always the case, but most of the time. Whoever, depending who's legally in uh, in legal possession of the ball, um, at the end of the down, they're going to get a new first down. So, uh, mm-hmm. if that all makes sense. Yeah, okay. I think I think that's pretty correct. I mean, any time that we're going to have a continuity of downs that has been broken, <laughs> there will be a new line to gain for somebody, unless we have a you know a foul that we got to enforce a penalty to replay the down of some sort. That's that's kind of how I would assume that would be. Okay, a, yeah, that's a good a true, way to put. A true a true fact, but maybe we would hear something different. Hopefully, yep, yep. So, okay. <clears throat> um, the other one, I think we talked about that, and we talked about a four two B already. So. Think I think I covered the points I wanted to cover. May have missed a couple, but um, those are kind of the high points. What was the one? What was the one I was supposed to bring you back to? Uh, was it you touching? Remember? Something about touching? 
Oh, see, I don't That's remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I wrote that down, but it wasn't. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll, it maybe it'll come back. To it you. wasn't continuity of downs. No, it wasn't okay. that. I don't think. All right. So maybe I don't, I don't know. Later, so. It'll maybe it'll come back to you. Yeah. So yeah. So those are the points right. I kind of wanted to cover. All right. Those are good. I mean, like I said, we were touching on some of the ones that, that have a lot of meat to them. Um, we're not obviously touching all of six, three, yep. which is scrimmage kicks, but uh, we're talking about some of the important ones. We're not, I, they're all important, yeah. but some of the ones that uh, have some uh, big context to them. So, um, so I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to talk about a few others, uh, mostly a couple that kind of revolve around um, the position I work that a lot of discussion I have with players before the game and during the game. So, uh, which is opportunity to catch and fair catch, those types of things, um, and a few others. So, but I'm going to start with something different, just to throw the curveball at you. So, um, out of bounds player, this is always a fun one. Um, I think mostly fun yeah. on test day that can can get you. Um, I know it got a lot of us on our clinic test last year, or maybe a couple years ago. I don't know because it was written in there. And but there's a caveat to this, especially we got to know um, is we, we do know that no team a player um, who goes out of bounds during a scrimmage kick or a free kick for that matter uh, may return in bounds during the down, right? Once he goes out, he's out. Yep, on his own. He can come back in. He can come back in, Yeah, but it's a foul if he comes back in. Yeah. So that's the key point, right? Yep. He can't go out of bounds and return in bounds without having a, without having a flag on the ground, unless he's forced out by a team, by an opponent. Yeah. That's the only, that's it. Exception to that. And so, just to, uh, yep. and you want to contrast that with the pass again, it's mm-hmm. different in the, for the pass, right? Player didn't, as far as eligibility, yes. well, yep. even well, there's not a foul if the the receiver goes out of bounds and just comes back in. He has to actually touch the ball. Where right yeah, with yeah, the kick, just the fact, just the fact that he came back in bounds is a foul. Yeah, yeah, and I'll give you a couple examples of that <laughs> here in a second, but. That is the point we got to re- we got to remember. Especially, I mean, like we have these two we have these two areas that we like to discuss: game day, test day, game day, test day. And sometimes there's a little gray in between those two, right? We always talk about in our meetings. What are we doing on game day? What are we doing on test day? Test day, we're black and white as much as possible. Uh, but this this officiating pr- uh, advocation we do is uh, is always a bit a little bit of gray in in between. So, um, but. This is pretty black and white, right? Uh, a player goes out of bounds, comes back in his foul. So, um, but if he's forced out by a, by an opponent, then he has to come back in immediately. So there's a little gray. You, I mean, he, but what is immediately? Um, uh, my example is he's pushed out at the fifty, and he and he comes back in at the B forty five or forty two. You know, five, six, seven yards, whatever that looks like. I mean, maybe he can't come back in immediately because of the opponent, but. That's a that's a little bit of the gray in, in this rule that you gotta that you have to have judgment on. So um, that's that's one. But always remember, it's not a foul until the player returns in bounds. The other one I love to talk about is because it's the loophole that I have found, or maybe a smart player might have found. So scrimmage kick play, we have a punt at the um, at the fifty. Uh, the punter is a great kicker. He's a great directional kicker he's got that great nine iron backspin on it you know where he can hit it at the two and back it up a couple yards so a80 is the gunner on the right hand side of the field of the formation yeah. the punter directionally kicks it 
towards the right pylon. A80 is running down the sideline to cover this kick um, because he knows or he sees the the uh, the kick receiver. You know, do the old Peter wave. He's not gonna he's not gonna field it. Right. So at the ten yard line, he's getting squeezed by his. Um, return team number B28, whatever his number is, I don't know. So he goes out of bounds. He's not forced out. He's not blocked out. He goes out of bounds at the 10-yard line. The ball bounces at the five-yard line and starts carrying him. I'm not going to say that's not, right. that's not a word. It caroms, yeah. not caroming, <laughs> it caroms towards the end zone. And at the B5, out of bounds, A80, leaps or dives, now becomes an airborne player. And as the ball is at the two-yard line in the air, he bats the ball back, backward, and then it is ruled dead at the B5. So he's out of bounds. He's not supposed to go out of bounds, or at least he's not supposed to come back in, right? But now he's an airborne player. He touched the ball, right? But he's an out-of-bounds player. So he never, by rule, came in bounds. But... So now that he touches the ball and he's an airborne player, he's an out-of-bounds player, and by rule, the ball is dead as soon as he touches it. Yep. So now we're going to put the ball at the two-yard line, um, and that's where we're going to – that's the succeeding spot. So that's the one little loophole that I have found on that to where a team, B, a team A player could go out-of-bounds unless somebody wants to rule some unfair act of some sort. You know, I don't know, but um, – because he, by rule, he did not return inbounds because he's an out-of-bounds player. Now they're airborne. Yeah. So, there's a little both, both sides of that rule. Um, if you got anything to add to that, uh, fire away. But not. I'll move on to the next one. No, that was it. That was good. Okay. Okay. Um, opportunity to catch. This is uh, rule 6-4, right? So there's a lot of meat to this rule. Um we're talking about free kicks or scrimmage kicks, but uh, it basically says if an inbounds player of the receiving team is located where he could, there's an important word, where he could catch a free kick or scrimmage kick that has crossed the neutral zone. See, there it is again. That's why it's important to know if it's crossed or not. Uh, and if he's attempting to, and if he is attempting to do so, right, meaning he is in the area and he is attempting to catch the ball, he should be given or must, not should, must be given an unpeated opportunity to catch the kick. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff just in that sentence. Yes, because it's one sentence on my page because it's so stretched out. Um, so could catch, um, could catch is one. Now, so a good example was uh, I think national championship game a couple years ago. Uh, Terry Lydon, I believe, was referee. Um, where they hit that pooch kick to the right side of the formation. Um, and there was no player in the area that could make an attempt to catch the free kick, you know, differently than high school, right? Friday night, Friday night lights. It's a foul. Anytime a team, a player catches a free kick. Um, it's a little different here, right? So the key words are, he could catch it yep. and attempting to do so. So some areas where you might see it is if, um, we have an onside pooch attempt and there's a player in the area that he could catch it, but he's blocking a player 
and not attempting to catch it. And, and it, like the A player, the kicking player goes up to catch it and the, the B player is right in the area, but he's not attempting to catch it. He's attempting to block the guy, the, the kicking team player. Well, technically he's not trying to catch it. So um, by rule, uh, we don't have KCI. We had that in a play in, in a, one of our lower levels, I think a couple of years ago. So the, the, the words we got to, we got to look at heavy and no heavy. So um, it's going to take a lot of eyes on these plays, especially on the free kick ones to, um, to put all that together, to piece out all that together. So, um, but so this protection ends um, for, for, for a kick catch for a kick catch interference. It uh, protection ends when the ball touched the ground there's an exception to that. We'll touch on it in a second. Yeah. Um, or it's touched by a player of Team B. Um, so w- as soon as the, the Team B player touches it, protection's off. As soon as it touches the ground, other than the exception, the protection is off. Um, so there's that. And then so if we want to touch real quick – no, I'm not going to go there because we're in scrimmage kicks. I don't want to <laughs> waste any time on that. Yeah. But there's some there's some some good discussion on mechanics-wise to know – on the on the exception that we'll just touch on, which is the the driven into the ground one time uh, and touches the ground once on a free kick and it pops up into the air. That's the exception where they still get the the uh, opportunity to catch protection. Yeah. Uh, that's the exception, right? Um, and I wanted to talk mechanically who's seeing that, but we'll we'll skip that for maybe another time. But um, we all when we when we see these, we got to have everybody focused on their job to. Uh, to see everything and piece it all together because one, one, uh, one official could, could, uh, to, could give the back judge, Hey, I, I had the, this opponent blocked into because the back judge, as far as the position I, I, I work, uh, we're so focused on making sure we have catch and possession that we're, we're not really focusing on that, that first, I mean, we, we want to know, right. We're going to either, we're going to call, uh, we're, we're going to rule KCI when we see KCI, but we're going to need info if we, if we need to get talked off of that as far as a, a gunner or another player being blocked into by, and usually the FRS will help out with that. So um, let's see, what else do I got written down here? So um, another one, this is another big important part that we don't see a lot with opportunity is let's say we have kick catch interference with targeting B38, yeah. right? So now we have KCI and a personal foul coupled with that. So a couple of years ago, I think it was, uh, was when they first started talking about these coupled, you know, KCI or DPI coupled with a targeting or a personal foul, but usually it's going to be targeting, right? Um, that we need to announce as such. Uh, because if the targeting goes away, that we still have the KCI. But the caveat is we have two different enforcement options uh, when we have this, which is key because we need we. There's there's a couple different reasons. One, uh, not a personal experience, but a, an experience, and this is what I love. We got to share the experiences we have to get better. So, experience an experience we had in within our association. Um, we have so the play was basically this. Uh, a fair catch, which I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> a fair catch signal was given by the receiving team at the at the 14 yard line, and just before he catches the ball, uh, uh, Gunner A80, A80 again. I don't know why, but I am launches and contacts um, the receiver the receiver uh, at the header neck area, 
and the ball bounces off of his shoulder and rolls into the end zone over the end line. So we have KCI with targeting on this play, but the result of the play is a touchback. So we all know that kick, kick, kick catch, or catch, or uh, or what's the other? Just, just basically, it's kick catch interference or fair catch interference is enforced from the spot of the foul, unless we have a personal foul along with that. It could be either enforced as kick catch interference or a personal foul, which both have different enforcement spots. So the key point on this on this this play is the result of the play is a touchback. So if we have the personal foul that stays on and in our level, it will stay on. We don't unless it's yeah, it will stay on. And uh, the 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 penalty will always stay on. The player might be able to come back in in, in our in our Division three uh, conference because we have halftime review. Um, but the penalty will always stay on just because we don't have the opportunity to, to review it at that moment. So if we if we rule KCI with targeting and the result of plays a touchback, we can enforce that from the succeeding spot, which is the 20 yard line to the 35. Uh, we enforce this one, I believe, uh, from the 14. So we, you know, we lost six yards on enforcement for the team that was offended. So that's a rule that we, we want to touch on all the time. But we, we also got to remember that if the if the personal foul goes away, well, we still have the KCI, but the enforcement spot could change. So results of the play. End of the end of the run. Know where know where we're going to be, or the, the result of the play to, for enforcement uh, conversations with that. Good. Yeah. Good. Um. Yep. Anything? No. Just <laughs> follow. Yeah, no? Okay. Right. Making some good points. All right. You follow along? Am I talking too fast? Sometimes I talk too fast. Nah, I think you're fine. All right. Okay. Six five. Fair catch. Um. This this is uh this is one that that myself and. Uh, I do a, I do a pretty hard job of, of getting to know the uh, kick returners uh, from the schools and their first names and and like to talk to them by first name basis. It, it gets a little bit more personal in pregame, and I talk to them about fair catch signals and invalid fair catch signals and what that means. And I ask them, "Do you know what that means?" Uh, and most of them tell me yes. And I, then I ask them, "Okay, well, you tell me then. Tell me, explain to me what that means because I want you to know." So basically, the difference is right. Um, which I'm going to read the I'll read the definition for uh, valid and invalid signals here in a second. Um, but uh, if a player gives a fair catch signal and, and he then muffs the ball, he still has the opportunity to, to um, continue that catch process uh, through that muff with a with a valid fair catch signal. With an invalid fair catch signal, he does not get that protection. So he he does not get the protection through the muff. He gets a he gets the protection just like in the opportunity to catch. But as soon as he muffs it, right, it's touched by a B player, that protection is off with an invalid signal. So that's where I talk to these players. I ask them, do you know what this means? So when I ask you to give a good signal, this is why. So I can, you know, I can help protect you and you can help protect yourself. Um, now, the caveat also with that is if we have a fair catch signal, a valid fair catch signal that is muffed and then caught, by the same player that signaled, then we will place that ball where he first touched it. Uh, that's that's uh, one that we got to remember, and that's one we have to remember on the field too. The kick is not over. Uh, I am not throwing a beanbag on the ground where he first touched it because the kick is not over. So I have to make that mental note. Okay, he muffed it at the 16, and he catched it at the 13. Okay, plays dead, kicks over, but then we're going to spot it where he first touched it. So... 
That's one that I talk with them about to make sure they understand. And then when I talk to them about valid and invalid signals, it's a very simple conversation. A, fa- a valid fair catch signals basically states this. The valid signal is a signal given by a player of Team B who has obviously obviously signaled his intention by extending one hand only, one hand only, clearly above his head and waving it hand his hand side to side above his body more than once. Well, we, we get a little lenient on the more than once, and I tell them yeah. that too. But, um, but one hand clearly above his head and a waving signal. Now, the invalid signal is any waving signal period that is not under what I just read. Any valid, any invalid signal is any waving signal. So you do anything, Peter, 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 wave your hands, you know, wait, you know, say hi to mom up in the stands with your, your hand below your head. Anything is invalid, which means if it's in the air and you muff it and it goes in the air, all bets are off. So let's make them high. Let's make them big. If the sun's in your eyes, I'm going to allow you to shade the sun with your hand just in front of your eyes and bring it straight down. And we will not have an invalid signal unless I deem you do. That is my gray. That's our gray area there. Um, but if you want to scream Peter, 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 or whatever it is you scream and you're pointing at, uh, at the ball with no movement, which it's not waving, then we do not have a signal as far as the way I read it and the way we, uh, we judge it or we determine it uh, in our association that if you're pointing at the ball and your hands are not waving and you, re- and you recover this granted kick, we're going to keep the ball alive. Um, but if I see any movement, it's up to me to, to make that call. So that's, that's what I yep. do with that. Um, let's see. So what else was I going to talk about on that? I talked about valid. I talked about invalid, um, illegal. Okay. Illegal blocks or contact. So here is another goofy one. So this is, um, oh, let me touch on one other thing real quick before we move on to that. This was on a, this was a, this, oh, yeah, this will be out before then. So, or no, I shouldn't talk about that yet. Nope. This was, I was thinking about a question that was on one of our little things we do, and I want to make sure I'm not saying the answer, uh, but it's, it's a different, different yeah. test. So um, two players are, are, are giving valid signals. We have two returners. We see that a lot mm-hmm. sometimes, right? Yeah. And both of them are signaling. Um. One player's number is 32 and one player's number is 22. Let's keep it simple. And 32 is waving and 22 is waving, both valid, like I said, and it, and 32 muffs the ball. The ball is in the air and 32 falls to the ground, you know, off to his side or whatever. He, he's not in a, an attempt. He can't catch it now. And then 22 comes over to try and catch that. He was waving his hand. He was signaling. And then a teammate player tackles him just before he catches the ball and the ball falls on the ground and then it's recovered by another teammate player. Yes. Let's say teammate. Now teammate is in legal possession. Right. So why we always talk about if, if, if we're signaling and we muff it um, and the ball's in the air, we get the opportunity to catch. Well, it's only protection to the, the signaler that touched the ball. So since 22 did not touch the previous you know, the, the signal in the muff, he doesn't, he's not awarded that, that uh, protection. Right. So we do have a foul. We don't have a foul for KCI, but we have a foul for a hold. 
since you can't tackle a player unless you deemed he was a ball carrier, but he's not because he don't have he doesn't have possession of the football, right? So we can't go with that, right? We can't use that yeah. that example. I, can you have um, so okay. yeah, I got gotcha. you. A fine jar thing. Um, you yeah, he is the runner. Uh-oh. The runner, which is obviously a ball carrier, is a runner, but also a guy that fakes the fakes the you know fakes getting a handoff is is a runner. So that's what I was saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's what, I, that's the, where I was trying to go with that. Um, I mean, we can't, we can't use that in this right. example, but I wanted to bring the example you just brought into it because that's what some people yeah. might think that um, they might be, well, he's fooled. He's got it. Well, he he doesn't because he's not considered, he's not considered that yet because he's just not. And, so. and back, oh, one second. So we, just, oh, yeah. I was just going to say back to that question. I, um, I got that question wrong yep. just because of that, that, the fact of, you know, tackling. I knew it wasn't a foul for Casey Allen, but I had to remember mm-hmm. that you can't tackle people without the ball. <laughs> yeah. so, yep, it's tricky. That's a foul. You got it. That's yeah. Yep. You can't tackle. Yeah, it's just it's illegal use of hands on the uh, offense. So you can't tackle a player unless he's a ball carrier or pretending yeah. to be a ball carrier. And we've seen examples of that. So, okay, I wanted to touch on that. And so let's say. Um, Let's say we have the signaler, mm-hmm. B32, different example. He signals, and now he's deciding, oh, it's going to go too deep. I got my heels on the 10, and my coach tells me every time if my heels are on the 10 and it goes over my head, I'm not touching the ball. <laughs> so he finally listens to his coach, and he doesn't touch the ball, and he steps up to the 15, and he blocks a kicking oh, team player. Man. And then the ball goes he, – he blocks a kicking team player at the 15 – and the ball goes into the end zone and over the end line, and it's a touchback. Yeah. So there's there's a couple different enforcements on this um, regarding at least for free kick and scrimmage kick. But since we're talking scrimmage kick, we'll stay there. So this is uh, this is a 15 yard penalty, which is pretty big. Yeah. Um, it's the only 15 yard penalty that I know of. No, no, it's not the only one because there's kid catch interference. <laughs> So it's not in it's not in rule nine, it's rule six, right? So um and this is under post scrimmage kick enforcement, uh, if yeah. I'm correct. Um so we would enforce that just like within the three and one principle, um, since it's during a scrimmage kick and it's gonna be PSK. Yeah. So wherever the foul is, wherever the succeeding spot is, all that stuff. So we'd go half the distance from the 15 to the seven and a half, which would we, we maybe want to bump our flag to the either the sixteen <laughs> or the fourteen and start on an even yard line. Yeah. Uh, you know, good, good back judges probably do that. That's why they're, uh, they're up there at the next level. But, um, so that's a, that's a, that's one we gotta, we gotta look for and who, who can help with that sometimes. Let's say, for example, uh, if I'm a back judge and, and, and my receiver, he's, he's got his heels on the 10. If, if any, any spot puts me inside the 10 yard line of scrimmage kick, I'm going to start on the goal line and I'm going to stay on the goal line because that's the most important line until, until I know it's not threatened anymore. So, this ball is over his head, so this goal line's threatened. So I'm not moving. So I got I might have to have help with this from somebody. Uh, an F or an S is going to have to help with this. I mean, I'll probably see it, but I, I, my, mo- my main focus is the football and the goal line. So when we have these, we should pregame these that we got to have help with this. Somebody's got to help me. So that's a big point. Yeah. Um, just one kind of minor point on this. Uh this foul, just the signal for it, um, is it's a little, it's 
there's there's two illegal block fouls and this signal is different from the other one, the five yard one. Yeah. So okay. this one's the same as the um, illegal block below the way signal. And you, as you mentioned, there's no personal foul associated with it because it's not yep. a personal foul. So it's one way you you'd probably just give the illegal block below the way signal for this one. Okay. And, and good. Good one. Block, so yeah. Nice. Thank you. And then the last point I wanted to talk about was fouls by the kicking team. Oh, um, man. This is, this is one that um, it should be an automatic in your head, uh, an automatic. You should have this memorized, absolutely memorized. So whenever we have a foul during the kick and it's on the kicking team, this should go through your head. Penalties for all fouls, or I shouldn't say that. Penalties for all fouls by the kicking team, other than kick catch interference, right? Okay. Yep. Other than. Um, during a scrimmage kick play, except a field goal attempt, okay, in which the ball crosses the neutral zone, there it is again, yep. may be enforced either at the previous spot with a down repeated or at the subsequent dead ball spot that belongs to Team B at the option of Team B. That should be that should be memorized in your head every time. The reason why I say that is because it's a great exercise. Anytime you have a test day or on game day, have that memorized. It makes everything so much easier. So. Anytime we have a foul on A, this should, this should at least start us in the in the spot, and then we'll go. Okay, is it KCI? Nope. Okay, is it uh, beyond the neutral zone? Yep. Okay, uh, we can we can we got some options. Uh, is it during a field goal attempt? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we got to go previous spot. So this should just be. I'm telling you, just have it memorized, burn in your brain. It'll help. It'll help so much more. So um, so when I'm taking a test and I have this. I just I just make some check marks. Is it KCI? No. Okay. Is it a field goal attempt? No. Okay. Well, I have options. Previous spot or the dead ball spot. So if we don't have, and if team A is in legal possession, then uh, we don't have the option. We just go, we go back to our three and one principle and our uh, basic spots, which is during a, a scrimmage kick play is the previous spot. So that's our enforcement spot. Um, the biggest one though, is when we have, uh, I think we and we already touched on this in a previous show, right? When we have a, a, a scrimmage kick for a score, that's um, you know we have a field goal attempt that that's not not successful, and then it's and it's possessed by B, like we, Dwayne talked earlier about. Um, now, now all rules pertaining to scrimmage kicks apply as long as they have, you know they've touched it. But now we have possession, and then a return. Now we have a running play, so we got to get the segments. You know, st- just go one step at a time. When's the foul? Who's the foul on? When did it occur? What segment? Was it during the kick? Was it during a return? Um, all these thoughts. And I guarantee, inevitably, we'll get to the right spot and we'll get to the right answer. Um, but this this is a good rule to have. Because um, kicking team, we don't get the reps on game day with kick, with kick plays. It talks about that in the writing, the writing study guide, right? He says, we get one of these maybe every four downs. Maybe. Yeah. Right. So we just don't get the reps. So you, we have to, I believe, at least in my theory, that we have to live in rule six uh, because we don't get the field reps. So I live in it a lot, especially as a back judge. We got to we got to know these quite a bit. Um, so uh, you, you got anything else to add to, to fouls by the kicking team? Anything else? Any caveats you want to throw to that? Because you mentioned want to keep that simple. Yeah. Did you mention the uh, exception on uh, for? for uh, foul 
in the uh, end zone, A's end zone. Oh no, I did not. I did not mention the exception. So, yeah. hey, fire away. Why don't you jump yeah, in there? Just that um, fouls fouls uh, by A because we're all talking about the kicking team in in their own end zone. Uh, there's yep. a penalty option as, as of a safety there. So right. um, that's one of your options. Yep. And so, um, and if correct me if I'm wrong. Because this was a this was a question on a test. Um, <laughs> yep. We have a foul by the uh, the right tackle um, on a punt. Yeah. And he holds, takes down his his left rusher, left DN in the end zone, and then the punt goes and is fair cut at the fifty. So our options are either tack on the ten yards from the dead ball spot. Yep. To the forty. Or it's the safety by penalty and a free kick. It's not we the previous spot is not even an option. It's either the safety and the free kick or the succeeding spot enforcement for, to team B. And the reason why I bring this up is depending on time and score, you know, maybe, maybe maybe team B is down by six and and they they really are desperately wanting to try and get the touchdown or you know the possible touchdown instead of the two points and having to drive in a full field. Yeah. So it's that's where it comes into play. Time and score. What what do you want? I mean, it might be obvious on the field, but um, obviously Team B is going to get the ball in both senses. Yep. But field position will be the the topic of conversation. So. Yep, that's my understanding of it as well. So. Okay. Well, thanks for bringing that up. I have it written here. I just didn't read it. That's okay. That's my fault. That's why there's two of us, right? <laughs> well, that was a that was a great talk on scrimmage kicks, huh? I loved it. Yeah, that was a good job. Um, a lot of stuff to cover there, obviously, but yeah. um, hopefully we yep. get uh, some of the high points for folks. So. Okay. Great. So um, that's going to conclude today's little conversation on Rule Six. Uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Maybe some uh, one more spot of where people can come find us, and if any notes or yeah. where they can find anything that we talked about. Yeah. First, thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> this was a longer one, but uh, you can reach us at the website rule11officials.com. Um, email rule eleven rule eleven officials at gmail.com and Twitter at rule eleven officials. Please. Uh, please correspond with us. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, check out the website, um, get on there, see what we got. Um, give us some feedback, send us an email, give us some, you know, Hey, if, you, if there's something you want to listen to or talk about, let us know. We're always open to some suggestions and we're getting some and they're getting written down. Trust me. And we'll, we'll get to some of these in the future. It's just, um, yeah. You know, exactly. it's, 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 this has been, this has been a, a venture that's been busy. So we'll, we'll get to some of this stuff. We really appreciate all the support. Well said, well said. Okay, bro. Right. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah. Travel home safe. And we will talk again soon. See you later. Bye. We want to thank you so much for taking the time and listening to Rule 11. We hope you got something from today's conversation just as much as we did. If there's any topic discussed from today's show that you'd like to come back to, please visit our website at www.rule11officials.com for any show notes and or documents that we have around today's show. Also, if you have any comments, suggestions, or future show topics, 
shoot us an email at rule11officials at gmail.com. I promise we'll read them all. One final thing is, please subscribe wherever you are listening to this publication. That way you can get alerts for the latest and greatest conversations. Now, enjoy the fight song of the week and have a great day. We want to thank you.